torch into the sexy St. Jeff candle. Mm. Hey, Owen, welcome to No Buffs, the world's greatest Survivor podcast, hosted by people who have never been on Survivor. I'm your host today, Trey Kirby, and I'm joined by the second turd, Jason Doyle. <laughs> Hello. And joining us live from L.A., you might know him from a little something called the No Buffs podcast. Ever heard of it? It's Jason Concepcion. Oh, guys, I was just trying to climb up to get uh, my Emmy off the top shelf of the bookshelf and I, I fell and I I don't know if I could continue uh, but I'm gonna try I'm in a I'm in a tremendous amount of pain right now and I've been I've been really working so hard to be on this podcast and thank you so much I'm gonna really try and, and, and push through hey at least there is something up there for you to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to dig deep on this one Jason <laughs> Tough, tough stuff for uh, Matthew last night. Oh, I was trying to work out my, my introduction for you today, Jason. Obviously, you host X-Ray Vision on Crooked yes. Media. You hosted yes. the official House of the Dragon podcast I did for HBO. That. I was pointing at my TV every Sunday night. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> Laura, you got movies coming out. I know out. that guy, Laura. You got shows coming out. How do you Watch introduce Watch Primo, you? May 19th on Amazon Freebie. There we go. How do you introduce yourself? What do you say you are these days? A writer and a host. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, fair. That works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're a good writer. I think you're a good host. And I can't wait for Thank your show you to come much. out. May 19th, you're telling me? May 19th on Amazon Freebie. All right. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're, what, we're five episodes in to Survivor Season 44 right now. Well, how you feeling uh, through the first uh, third of the season, basically? It's been, a, it's been a crazy season. I'm loving it thus far. I have a few... You know, small critiques. Uh, it really won, like, the three-tribe thing is not working for me. I don't think it's ever worked. Hmm. Moving moving aside from that, I think it's great. Cast is great. Uh, really fun play. I think Caroline's one of the most unique players we've ever seen on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just loving it. It's been, a, it's been a great time. Matt, what the hell were you th- – uh, not Matt, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> other Matt, Matt that left, Matthew, <laughs> yeah, what were you yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. bro? I mean, like, that is that is the other, my big takeaway is, like, don't don't free solo rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you got, it's tough to keep him straight, but it's good to remember Matthew. He goes with the full name because he's older yeah. and wiser. Right. You know? That's right. Wouldn't do anything ridiculous like climb a two-story rock because there might be something up there and then fall down on it. That was the big story, though. Uh, for episode five. We'll get into all of that. You say the three tribes isn't working for you. You just think it's too small. I just think it one, makes, it, it, one, it one tribe ends up getting run out yeah. every single time. And uh, it's the, the e-limbs get weird. And I just, I, maybe if there was a way that they could like uh, put their finger on the scale a little mm. bit earlier and swap, but it's just, it's kind of no fun watching one tribe just get run. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but also I did. I was almost as disappointed as Carolyn to for them not to go to uh, travel council because uh, I did want to see how that shook out. Oh, totally. Uh, with, yeah, uh, with yeah. Jim, Jim and uh, and and oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Josh. Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been really great <laughs> to see, but. Yeah, Josh, the worst, the worst liar ever, maybe. Uh, he's just On bad. At, he's just is not good at reading people. No, takes to, you know, has, absolutely analyzes the game and comes away with the absolute wrong thing to do. Right, and 
that fake idol play among, you know, <laughs> among the worst we've ever seen. Oh, too funny. Just absolutely hilarious. The way it fell apart in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny too because I feel like he's gotten called out for things twice uh, for the surgeon thing right. obviously for having steady hands yeah uh, and then for the fake idol last night and it's like he thinks of the first question people are gonna ask but then after that it's like I'm gonna just try and get by on my guile here <laughs> yeah and it hasn't been working out uh, just yet but speaking of you know fake idols. We'll definitely get into uh, Josh's in particular in a little bit. But what do you think so far, Jason, about all of the fake idols that were planted by production, like in the birdcage alongside in the bag? Because that's something we've been talking about a lot. I'm so excited for those to really come into Mm -hmm. play. Uh, Obviously, I mean, uh, last episode previous to this episode, Caroline was working on like pitching a perfect game, had mm-hmm. had her fake idol that went to Sarah come out. Uh, it would have been an amazing run for her. But uh, I think it's a really cool wrinkle. I think what they needed to do coming out of the post 40 seasons, you know, is incentivize distrust, incentivize paranoia. The, the last the previous casts were just a little too sherry sherry and mm-hmm. tell everybody everything. Let's get everybody wondering what the hell is going on again and wondering who's lying to them and wondering what's real. It's so wild to me that Sarah found out on national TV that her idol was fake. Yeah. Like that is really cool. And, and I can't wait for that stuff to really hit the game. That's a great way to put it. There's a lot of question marks totally. that they that producers are intentionally introducing into this season and it's weird because wasn't 44 filmed before 43 well, oh, was it? I, I don't I know. Maybe know I, maybe I'm misstating that, but nonetheless, I know they hadn't seen 43, but you can tell mm-hmm. that the producers are very much like introducing things yeah. that are forcing you to lie, which we saw uh, playing out in this episode with the journey they go on to. But let's get into what actually happened last night. The big story, no doubt, is that Matthew becomes our second medical <laughs> evacuation <laughs> of the season. Uh, he got an entire episode basically totally. about the decision of if he is actually going to be going home. It starts off with him feeling bad about his shoulder. We get a replay of the drone shot. Uh, we almost saw a guy die on national yeah. television. It was, like, we really survived. did. Yeah, it could have been way worse. It ended up being bad. I was thinking, this is a swerve from the trailer because they showed us that right away. Yeah. And then they went into Matthew and Carson bonding over basically Matthew and the way he's been playing the game despite being hurt. As it goes on, we get a medical check on Matthew at a challenge because he sat out two in a row. <laughs> and I guess if you're wearing a sling, that's when Jeff actually <laughs> yeah. asks about it. They eventually find out that he has a tear in his shoulder, but I guess they can't do tests on him out in the field. They don't All have right. an MRI. They don't have an X-ray out there. Uh, to I mean, check they did. He didn't even say. He said, yeah. it's possible that sometimes right. it'll it'll tear." Yeah. So I mean, but obviously. I thought that was pretty surprising that they basically made it out to be his choice to stay. Like, what's the worst injury you could have that they would let you stay? Yeah. No way they would let you stay with a broken bone. Really? Uh, I mean, why not? I, well, I guess if you're Finger. performing with it, like he was, he did still manage to perform at least early on. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was like screaming at my TV, like, man, just quit. You're bumming everybody. Everybody's getting sad now. I'm like getting sad on my couch. Carson's getting sad. It's like, you've got these, you look like you've been crying for like three days with this 
like your face is just like just go home i understand you really trained for this you were making puzzles in your house and obstacles i get it you get out had a little too much dip on the chip and you tried to show off and it bit you and just please clear the way so we can have a show now yeah but i feel bad but you gotta you had you should have got out of here earlier yeah I agree with you 100%, but there Jeff does frown on anybody who quits for totally. whatever yeah, reason, yeah. right? <laughs> he does. I mean, like, if you're and, – and you have to quit to Jeff. Jeff comes up to you. He kneels down. He's got his hat, and he's yeah. just like, hey, you, you're going you're gonna to continue? And then you say yes, and he goes, attaboy. Get back in there. Get in there. You know, and then uh, if you quit, then he goes, mm, well, I guess you got to do what you got to do. I'll never I- see you again. <laughs> Bye. So there's that. Right. I, I, there's that. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So but to last, I mean, I, w- I was as irritated as you were, Jason, with Matthew for doing it in the first place. And then this <laughs> like just. You know, there was a lot of milking of this injury. Let's be honest. It really was. And if he had lasted to the end and fought through all of it, I mean, he was actually a sure. pretty good chance of winning the yeah. game. Uh, but uh, I was, I'm with like, I, never has an injury been milked so much on Survivor ever. Come like, on, JD. He couldn't even put his hair in a ponytail anymore. <laughs> I mean, that was that was the worst. Uh, I, then, I will say about Jeff, you know. I I, pers- I love when Jeff comes out like he's a medical doctor and like, <laughs> uh, you know, gets in there with the medics and asks what's going on as like a person is like struggling for for life. Who can forget? <laughs> I, I'm forgetting. It might have been. Uh, was it David's Goliath? Uh, the, the gentleman I call back attack Pat, who uh, <laughs> who <laughs> who broke his back on the on the boat. Yeah. Um, you know, I but I will say that Jeff he had seen enough, I think, at that point. I, he Jeff has never been egregious. I've always kind of agreed with Jeff's annoyance with quitting because, yeah. in my mind, he's never really, he's never really crossed the line onto into the uh, bullying someone to stay when they should True. leave. I, I've never seen that. No, no. So, but I, but I also feel like I think you're exactly right in that Matthew appeared to be waiting for Jeff's like Pope blessing. <laughs> That's right. That it's yeah. okay to leave. <laughs> yeah, which you know. I don't know if Jeff even realized how much pain Matthew was in other yeah. than, you yeah. know, he just saw him at the challenges. Sometimes he was wearing the sling. Sometimes he wasn't. And it appeared at, at certain points that he was fine doing the challenge. Totally, right? totally like, right. Yeah. He so, says he got hurt uh, another time at the challenge in the third episode when he's like uh, when they're digging in the sand. Right. Yeah. The he digging. stops and he's like, hey, my shoulder hurts. Apparently he popped it out again. And as he told uh, Mike Bloom at Parade. I fractured my humerus. A piece of that broke off and had to be removed. I fractured my scapula, which had to be reattached. I tore my rotator cuff. I tore my labrum, which is the lining of your shoulder. I shifted the cartilage within the joint, and my subscapularis muscle had to be reattached. He has had surgery since. God damn. Probably could have called it after the fall, I would think. Clear, <laughs> clear, clearly not his jerkin arm, because... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, um, I mean, let's be honest. I, I will say I think we missed out on Clearly. I think we missed out on a potential television and survivor first a, a reality television first. We have a surgeon on the island. 
Right. Guys, that's a great call. <laughs> what can you do, Josh? <laughs> let's get let's get, let's operate by firelight. Let's do it. Let's get let's see I what could have been more inspiring and a better story to get to the end of the game than Josh saying, "You know what? I'm not a personal trader. I am a surgeon." <laughs> and clean. watch this. <laughs> But then he goes to do it, and his hands are, like, super duper. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's so nervous. They're like, what? This guy really is a traitor. They keep having the to game. steer him away from the feet, you know? Like, he has to... Anyway, so... I will say, uh, a few questions come off of Matthew being uh, medically evacuated. What happens to his idol? Because he found that idol that Brandon played uh, yeah. right oh, away. Yeah. He found that. Mm-hmm. Um was still active. He obviously never played it, left with it in his pocket. I saw in his exit interview, he said he wanted to go back and try and find a way to get it to somebody. I guess he was pretty close with Kane, which was a little surprising to me. We didn't really see that. Mm. So I wonder if that will make its way back to the game. And then Jamie, who he gave the fake idol, she still has that. Right. And has no clue it's fake. I love it. Nor does anybody else (laughs) to tell her it's fake until she gives it to Sweet Jeff. So that'll be interesting. Oh, I can't wait for that to happen. Whoa, I just knocked my mic. That guy's fired up. Because I was so fired up. I'm living for that moment right now in Survivor where somebody just confidently plays an idol. And it's going to be perfect for Jamie because she is a person who cannot – her face is not big enough to contain her emotions no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Like she's – She's. She reminds me when she smiles. She's so happy and like it's a it, wonderful smile. It, it it really is. But it's. Uh, it, she's just going to be so emotional, and she's such a nervous player as it is. Anyways, totally. right? Yeah. She played the shot in the dark day one for no reason, just because. <laughs> uh, this is freaking me out, Jeff. I'm playing my shot in the dark. Boom. So, uh, oh, it's just going to be a chef's kiss. I, I hope it is. I hope it is. Um, I don't want to see anybody's feelings get hurt or whatever but uh i no that's not true i want to see her the the crushing blow of jeff telling her that it is uh this idol is actually fake but jeff i have this paper i'm sorry it is fake paper is (laughs) yeah got played yeah yeah it's gonna be be great. great uh my other question uh for you jason were you sad that um matthew being evacuated quite quite fairly did yeah. rob us of the vote from the Tika tribe because the entirety of the episode, we got a lot of Matthew and then we got a lot of Jam Jam <laughs> versus Josh versus Carolyn. They lost the immunity challenge. They were headed to tribal council. But then Jeff came and gave him the update and broke it down. The things you thought were going to happen, oh god, they're not going to happen. <laughs> the things Jam that Jam have happened in the future are now different things that will happen. Man. <laughs> Quite the breakdown. <laughs> Uh, was that fair that they didn't have to go to tribal council, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that that was just a structural that you just kind of had to do it with with the DQs that had already happened. Running I think, low on people. Yeah, we're, we're running low on, on folks. We have less of a runway now with a shorter game. I get it. Uh, at the same time, I was really excited for that tribal. I oh, yeah. You. I, I got to say, Jam Jam is a good player, man. Yeah. He went from – he did almost nothing and then found himself back in the driver's seat totally out of nowhere like ostensibly was at the bottom and then all of a sudden is just like uh you know in the sitting there with the with the levers of power back in his hands i think that has a lot to do with josh yeah probably so being bad at this game (laughs) uh and caroline um uh 
man, I was really hoping that it would be Josh that goes home because Carolina has been a, a, a just a wonderful and entertaining player. Oh, totally. Like we've never seen this kind of like wild card. We've never seen a player like her where they are chaotic, kind of a, a wild card in that way, but in a completely positive way, like a non-toxic, non-Philip, the FBI agent yeah. way, you know, like, and also additionally to the kind of like um, really fun and almost crazy like personality she has, she's good. Totally. She can play. She is using her personality to her advantage where people think, oh, I can read Caroline because everything's just right on the surface. Meanwhile, she's very self-reflective and she's making good moves. Uh, I was really hoping it was going to be Josh and not her. And uh, I was really looking forward to that, to that tribal. Yeah, we got a ton of Tika in this tribe. It basically starts with Jam Jam talking about how he doesn't like being on the bottom uh, and trying to smooth things over with Carolyn. I love anytime she gives a confessional to the camera and she does her, like, dumb guy talking. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going to do when I vote. I think it's so funny. There was the great scene between uh, Jam Jam and Josh where Jam Jam's like, I don't like your bitch face. Mm. Too pouty. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's pouting like crazy. As well. <laughs> like the two sourest faces. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then they start sharing their coming out stories and their histories. Uh, they actually seem to bond each other. Later on, we've got Jam Jam kind of planting seeds against Carolyn to Josh. Like, did she, didn't she flush your idol for no reason? Even though you were together, I thought that was so good. I thought it was impressive the way he went from being on the bottom at the start of the episode yeah. to feeling like he was the one that was going to make the choice. JD, who do you think Jam Jam is with? Is he going to be with Carolyn or is he going to be with Josh? It's uh, a great question. I think it's Carolyn. Other than the bonding moment of the sharing their coming out stories, which gets me every time, I have to say. Uh, but... They had a nice moment, uh, but I think that's that. I think uh, I think he has history with Carolyn, like I said last week. They've had blow-ups before over nothing, and she he always goes back to totally. Her. So I think that he he gets Carolyn more than anybody else on that island. I mean, obviously there's just three of them left on that tribe, and the meatheads don't get her at all <laughs> to their detriment. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think I think Jam Jam and her are gonna are gonna patch it up, and I think they're they're gonna be together moving forward. That is my my guess, anyways. Yeah, unfortunately for Josh, his muscles are simply too big, too noticeable. I mean, the poor guy is unwittingly <laughs> brought into this weird alliance, and he does does he even know those guys? Like, great question. <laughs> Great question. He he got a target put on his back basically because Danny was like, he's got nice shoulders too. Yeah. He might move yeah. with us. Yeah. A tough, tough look for that one. Uh, but let's talk about his fake idol, uh, Jason. Oh. Is this the worst fake we've seen since the uh, stick? Since this, well, the stick kind of worked. The stick kind of worked. <laughs> so, but, but that was obviously like early in the game. That was early in the evolution of the game. Uh, I think it's the worst. Yeah, I, I think in terms of like execution, whether anybody bought it, your ability to <laughs> to to to, you know, stick with the script and make it believable. I just think, you know, like, can we tie those nice knots a little tighter? The fact that it's just coming apart in Jam Jam's hands and Josh is like, don't break it. When is it? When has anybody don't ever seen an idol break it? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great moment. Yeah, oh, like, hey, what are you doing with us? Like, I didn't 
do anything. I was just holding it. <laughs> I was like, as soon as he gave it to Jam Jam, he's like, aren't these the beads from Tree Mail? He knew immediately. Yeah. He showed it to two people, and they both called him out for it being wrong, and then it fell apart. Uh, that was so Jam Jam even me. used his name. was like, they are the beads from Tree Mail, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, whoa. He went like parental on Josh's ass. All right, so maybe he is a meathead. <laughs> maybe we didn't I know. Mean... Maybe he is. It's hard to say. Uh, but on the complete opposite uh, end of the bro-down spectrum, we had, at Ratu, we had a nerd out between Kane and Carson, which I thought yeah. was pretty fun. Uh, Kane was really excited to be able to talk about Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. to be able to talk about Star Wars, yep. to be able to talk about Pokemon. Uh, Jason, you texted me last night, and you said, Kane seems like a binge mode guy. <laughs> I wonder if he is. 100% vision, Kane, are you listening? Uh, if not, like I, we, I have a podcast for you. I think you, I think you might like it. You and Carson as well. I hopefully, you know, we could get you uh, uh, listening to that podcast. Maybe we can get you on. I don't think I've ever heard uh, Jason Concepcion Pokemon podcast. Are you deep in that game? Um, I'm not. De- I mean, I play Pokemon. I play Pokemon Go quite a bit, uh, and I'm a big fan of the Pokemon theme song. But I'm not a collector. <laughs> Or a hardcore fan of the of the pocket monsters. Oh, so you don't know you don't know what types these guys would be either. What Pokemon? I types? D- I would not. That would not be my area of of expertise. Yeah, you got a type? No, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. water type for me. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> it was good though to hear them call themselves the Geek Squad. They said wedgies on TV, yeah. which was great. I also thought it was just interesting in general to hear them talking about pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like that was something yeah, that was we talked cool. about with Owen last week. Does Jeff Probst watch TV shows? <laughs> you never hear about like just random television shows or movies yeah. when you're watching Survivor, but they were just chatting about it. And you have to imagine that kind of thing comes up all the time. Cause Kane said, they just want to talk about food. But I mean, you would talk about shows you watch. Of course. I imagine. Of course. And they're all TV fans because it's a TV show that they're on. You would yep. think, I mean, yeah. Uh, Jason, this is the nerdiest cast we've ever had, though, right? For I mean, sure. I mean, I, would, sure. I wouldn't even, like, to say that they're all nerds is, like, I consider myself a nerd. Jason, I consider you a nerd. Sure. Esh, you're a nerd. Even Trey is a nerd. I mean, you're a basketball nerd. Thanks, but, I mean, man. there's just levels of this. Like, there's dorks and geeks. I Like, I don't even know the hierarchy of where, you know, where to put people on this i mean even the meatheads who who quotes troy honestly <laughs> you know what i mean i love your tattoo it's like well what's, oh, the, what's Achilles. the line i kill my guy I was like, <laughs> Big what? <laughs> what's the line from the movie it's like uh who uh is there no one else uh, that brad pitt is like on the beach uh you know what i'm talking about they they quoted that movie anyways i, I guess uh the the troy quote flew over my head i haven't watched it enough times <laughs> to just uh know the script uh i was gonna ask because they said it in the episode they said nerds work together but then you listed down the facts that we're all nerds over here so i guess you're you would have to agree <laughs> i would yeah of course yeah uh, you know you you find that common ground. If you can talk about Pokemon on a beach for hours, you're going to be able to work with that person. But uh, one thing about one thing, when we saw Carson, the first time we see Carson in this episode, he's not wearing his glasses. Yeah. I was like, who is that? Who is that person? I'm, I now understand the Clark Kent. Totally. 
uh, glasses thing because I did not recognize him at all. And he was walking around. And I'm like, <laughs> this is a different guy. Well, I have, have we, has this been a silent cast member? And then it, then it hit me. Oh, it's Carson. But oh my God, like he looks completely different without glasses. So you're saying you could have worked with Clark Kent and had no for clue years. that he was actually Superman. Literally this for years. Time. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what do you think about Carson so far in the game and the way he's been able to integrate himself with Ratu? Um, I'm waiting for more from him, honestly. Like, I think obviously a very smart cat and the puzzle work has, as we expected, been elite. But we haven't, and I think this goes, you know, to to the fact that there's been mainly one tribe that we've seen kind of duking it out in, in tribal councils. Uh, I'm still waiting. I, I, it's hard for me to get a read on his game. We haven't seen too yeah. many moves. We've seen some some pretty, we've seen some aggressively wrong reads, mm-hmm. right? Um, to, uh, I, I'm thinking in particular of, of Caroline's uh, birdcage play where everybody is like, it's this person, it's that person. It can't be Caroline. She's, yeah. they can't be her. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was right in there with that guessing wrong with everybody else. So I'm still waiting to see more from him. I, I, I've, um, you know, you would imagine that he's a strategist. Um, and we've seen hints of that, but I'm still waiting for that move, that kind of like chess piece move that will tell me what kind of game he's actually going to play. He's very likable. The, everybody seems to like him. So I think his social game is also on point. But uh, but I'm with you, Jason. Like, I'm waiting for that move, and yeah. I'm waiting for him to actually read somebody correctly. Sure, which he hasn't yet. Yeah, he hasn't really had to make a huge decision yet. But you're right. As soon as he gets in with Ratu now, like they're all coming up to him, want to chat him up, mm-hmm. and he does seem to be a good job, be doing a good job of getting people on his side. It's gonna be interesting next week. It looks like. We're at least on the same beach together, so I'll have a chance yeah. uh, to loop back in with Jam Jam and with Carolyn, see if they're still ask, together at this point. Can I ask a question? You know, everybody, we, I, we saw this with Josh. We saw this uh, We saw this with Carson. People are coming in and be like, well, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm a NASA fellow because they'll think I'm smart. Or I don't want people to think, uh, know I'm a surgeon. Guess what? Uh, or I don't want people to know I'm a survivor nerd because they'll make, guess what? It's Survivor 44. Everybody here is a, is a survivor addict sure. slash nerd. Everybody here is probably smart. I I think we're thinking too much of. I think the contestants are a little too paranoid about lying about where they come from. That's just my take. Right. I don't think we, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Personally, I would say unless you are a celebrity. Right. Right. And I mean, right. at that point, you don't really have a chip, have a choice. But they're like, I guess they're not really onto Brandon yet as no. a as a professional football player it took a while for Danny in the past to kind of get outed as a football player as well but yeah i don't think like josh keeping his surgeon roots hidden yeah. is super notable and i will say with regards to carson he came in he's like yeah i've been practicing all these but i'm not going to tell anybody he just does every puzzle He's yeah, in he just... the final stage <laughs> for every immunity challenge, and his team wins every single one. Yeah. So maybe he didn't tell anybody, but this is a show-don't-tell kind of thing, and he definitely is showing he knows what's going on. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I always thought that some like the lawyers and the doctors and the NFL players, I thought it was money originally. 
they wouldn't say they would say I don't want people to know that I'm you know John Rocker or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm already a multimillionaire, <laughs> yeah. so you know because yeah. I still want to win the game, right? But uh, but yeah, it seems that everybody's lies are based on the fact that they don't want to be perceived as smart, mm-hmm. which you're 100 percent right, Jason. There's no point in that anymore. <laughs> like it's just. You're starting off with a lie, and guys like Josh are not good at lying. He's just not a good liar. It's yep. so if your whole persona it starts with a lie, then you're gonna get caught. Like you're you spend caught. 24 hours a day on the beach with these people, like it's gonna come out. Yeah, I mean, he basically got caught for saying to his own tribe. I have to have steady hands at my job. Right. It's just like Absolutely a pretty silly. innocuous thing that somebody overheard was like, well, you're a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> you simply must be a surgeon. <laughs> There's nothing else you could possibly be. Uh, let's talk about the Soka tribe, a.k.a. the High Vibe tribe. Uh, this was mostly just camp life uh, for them. We got Danny leading breath- breathing exercises. He tells us about how he left a four-month-old daughter back home. I like Jamie. Gotta brag about that. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have a little bit of a sob story. Uh, I know. I've I've actually been thinking about having a third child right before I would get on Survivor, just in case. Just in case I could leave a baby home, you know? That'd be really good. Uh, Timing would have to be just perfect. Just perfect. Exactly right. Um, Jason, if you're on the high vibe tribe, you getting in on the meditations? Oh, for sure. That's, you know, you, you never want to row in a different direction than the mm. boat is rowing. And I think, you know, just get along to go along to get along at that point and just keep the vibes high because at some point we're going to turn on each other. And there's no reason to, to put a target on your back early as, you know, Franny and Matt are kind of doing just by being around each other. <laughs> this was some next level meditation with the Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu, the whatever he was breathing, like I know breathing from your diaphragm. Sure. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Fill but, up that belly. Yeah. Fill it up. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They, this is where I, that particular, every, every week there's a scene where I go, fuck, I would be so on the outs in this tribe <laughs> because I would be walking by like, I would I know enough to be like, all right, I'll play along and I'll lotus position on the beach and try the breathing, I guess, but I'm not a meditation guy and I feel like I'd be just like, oh god. I I'll say one thing about this. I think this is also coach racer. I think coach was a pioneer here. <laughs> yeah. And coach coach got absolutely roasted alive by Tyson uh in Heroes versus Villains. And now and now this is just normal. Yeah. And now this is just fine. Now you could just be uh, doing breathing exercises and, and meditation exercises on the beach and nobody is laughing at you. Coach, I won't forget what you did for the game. <laughs> I won't forget what a pioneer you are. This is, a, this is maybe Slayer, the baby. coach season. We got a we got a sword all over the place being yeah. knighted, talking about integrity. He's doing breathing exercises. The guy was an innovator. Uh, just came too early in the game. It's like uh, it's like Sam Perkins, man. He would be great in today's NBA. Coach <laughs> would probably win today's yeah. Survivor. Like one of the I, I metas mean, on Survivor right now is like being so crazy that nobody cares about your strategy. Right, right. That's what's coach right there. Yeah, I so guess. Now I, I'm actually you've actually convinced me a little bit, JD. 
because who is it? It's either Franny or Jamie who says like, we got meditators on this tribe. I didn't have to teach anybody anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just people playing along. You don't want to be the one person not meditating. Right. Exactly. You're you bullied. Be not meditating in Ponderosa next. Yeah. These these mindful people are bullying <laughs> these others to come on the beach and sit down and we're going to breathe for half an hour. I mean, and it's not a bad thing. What else to, you uh, it's do? probably the most stressful <laughs> game you can play, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, all right, Sarah in the uh, in the chat is opining that Matt is absolutely not a breathing person, but is just doing it because Franny is there doing it. And, <laughs> oh, uh, try, and I think I I think I agree. If Franny was like, you know, uh, I'm into uh, walking on hot coals, Matt would be like, oh, I love hot coals. <laughs> Do it. I love it. I love hot coals. <laughs> we walking on hot coals. Oh, I got! I brought some hot coals actually. With me. I've been oh, waiting. crazy! I've been waiting You're for a hot coals person too. I was happy to see though this week that we got confirmation. Franny also likes Matt. It's not just one way. They're going to go out to Ethiopian food together, mm-hmm. and then whatever happens, happens. Wow! Mm. Wow! Should be pleased this punch to be together. Uh, Jason, you think they got a future together? I'm I'm pulling for those crazy kids. You know, we, it's been a while since we've seen a a, a showmance. What was the last one? Figgy and what's his name? The guy who was oh, cheating on yes. his pregnant girlfriend uh, from Millennials Gen X. Was that the last one? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. that one sucked. Everybody hated them. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor was and that the, who? these two are so likable. It's fun. Yeah, they're cr- really They make fun. me cringe every episode, but it's been fun. Jay, yeah. do you think one of them will flip on each other? Oh, I hope so. But it's hard to imagine because they both seem so into each other. Yeah. But yeah. they're good. they're going to get broken up. I mean, although let's let's say this for them. They're doing a good job because Jamie came in. She doesn't seem to have any clue. And she uh she is a little bit clueless in general, but I think that everybody told them, "Hey, you better tone this down." Or at least they told Franny, mm-hmm. "This is not a good look for you because well, you're a couple and we're going to come after you. And I think that they are actually doing a pretty good job of keeping it on the DL because Jamie doesn't know. She, Jamie didn't she know. just simply oh, doesn't yeah. know, which is pretty good, I think. Right. Hey, you guys need to stop fucking in the tree line. Uh, it's just you're putting a target on your back. It's a little loud. Our walls are made of bamboo. We can hear you. OK. Uh, just a couple of more things from this episode. Uh, the immunity challenge started with Danny kneeling with the sword. <laughs> okay. I love sword watch. Something crazy always happens with it. Jason, what do you think about the sword as an immunity idol? I think it's great. I love it. <laughs> so good. It seems like, a, a, you know, I've been watching um, Survivor Australia, and they used a sword as the immunity for, I believe it was All-Stars, and I think it's really cool that we've that we're now seeing it here. It's so like unnecessarily aggro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's like so over the top. It's actually it's fun. I really hope that it stays. I hope the sword stays after mergatory, right? I mean, because there's the, great it's call. Part yeah. of, maybe they'll just marry them together, and now this is the this is the you get the full. well. It's a net. They'll make it a necklace, so maybe it'll be the sword just on a string. You know. Just don't let Josh make it. <laughs> yeah, falls apart <laughs> as soon as you put it on. Oh, that's a great – I bet I get, bet Kane saw those. He's like, a sword and a shield? I've got those Pokemon games. <laughs> this is my season. He's fired up about it. Uh, but I don't know. I thought a pretty – this to me seemed like the easiest immunity challenge we've had so far this season. Maybe that's because one tribe has three people. Right. So they yeah, had I to kind that, of I make it simple. The there was a great moment in this when uh, – 
basically they hack the challenge. Everybody realizes you got to go over the top of the stick nest, but then they have to go underneath whatever the next obstacle was. And Jeff goes, you got to get low. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Jeff gets wild at these challenges, man. Uh, yeah. He's having a good time. Uh, and uh, it ends up being a win for Ratu, a second place win for Soka, which then means Ratu gets to pick who is going on the journeys. They choose Brandon to go on the journey for them. He'll be joined by Danny and Carolyn. So they go to their journey only to find out that their journey is simply a lunch. Yeah. What would you think of the twist? <laughs> I love it. It was so cool. It was just great because that's what you want to see. You want to see people strategizing. And already, I haven't really minded all the advantages of the game in the game, but let's pump the brakes a little bit because I've completely lost track. Owen tried tried to list everything, and he couldn't even do it. And that guy is one of the best survivor minds out there. Totally. So... I was happy that there was no advantage. I find the journeys tedious in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, we're going on a journey. And then it takes so long to get to the, the point of the journey. And it was, I feel like it's been a very long time since we've seen tribe uh, tribe members or uh, castaways at a, uh, you know, just a meal mm-hmm. and just trying to strategize. And mm. this was a goddamn chef's kiss of strategizing with two meatheads and one of the most interesting survivor players we've ever had, right? I mean, oh, so just good. just the boneheaded, just the complete disregard for her and just the, the absolute uh, underestimation of Carolyn. It was just... It was just as a viewer knowing what we know and know it, knowing that they don't know how powerful she actually is, it, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. I loved every second of it. Yeah, this was a, an incredible scene. What'd you think, Jason? Yeah, I, I, I found that infuriating as well. The kind of just like not even addressing her in the conversation until like way, way later and being like, oh, and yeah, you know, like post-merge, you know, if you're still there, you know. Right. Uh, I found that to be, you know, borderline disrespectful of her game. And I think she had the right takeaway from that interaction when she went back. I will say I was, I I also liked the fact that it was just a lunch, but I was a little surprised that nobody, maybe it just got edited out, but that no one was like, I'm going to search this entire set high and low. Or maybe production was like, we swear to God, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing yeah. here. So don't tear the set apart and look under the you know, potato salad. Um, but I was a little surprised to not see people searching high and low all over the set for there's something. actually There's a deleted scene on Entertainment Weekly of Matthew climbing on top. To try and see, because he saw, he saw something up there, and it didn't look like just crabs. There's crabs everywhere, but there was something up there, so he had to check, but uh, he fell down. Uh, so, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, he was left out of the bro-down showdown. There's also a great moment. I forget who said it. Said they were not only getting full on food, but getting full on information, mm. which is mm. better at a journey lunch, the food or the information? I mean, it is a close call. But information, obviously, yeah. has got to be. has got to be. Yeah, I mean, the food almost backfired, I kind of thought, on Danny and Brandon. They got too excited to be eating all this (laughs) energy, time to plan, trying to bulk up, trying to get our (laughs) muscles back. We got this little scrawny woman over here. She'll never make it farther. No (laughs) way she has an idol or anything like that. 
Well, hey, let, listen. Both Let's... of these guys have idols. They've both You're found right. hidden idols. You're right. The same one, right? They both found the one in the in the tree. In, yeah, that's the, right. In the yeah. birdcage. And so did uh, so did she. Yeah. Amazing. Did they even? I mean, maybe they brought up the birdcage. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to keep that from each other. But I don't know. That just seemed about the worst possible handling. Oh my of a god. Journey yes. Yeah. Seen. Of course. And I will say this, Carolyn. I love her. I don't need to clear my throat on this. She is amazing, but she does have some mannerisms, right? Like I could see sure. how these guys would sort of dismiss her, especially if they, if their perception of her is she's not great at challenges, which is that's true. Fair. That's a, that's a fair assessment. And she's also a little bit of a weirdo. She licks her lips a lot, a lot. <laughs> right. And she has just sort of weird she has a way about her that's sort of uh, peculiar, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can understand why they would underestimate her, but at the same time, it's like, fuck you, man. Like, uh, she's still a human being. Like, she's... Talk why, to her. What, talk to her. Like, it was completely unnecessary the way she they dismissed her completely. And, uh, and, it, and you know... I like both of those players too. I like uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, both yeah. Brandon. And, I think uh, Danny in particular is playing really well. Yes, and but it but it feels like a you know it feels like the kind of game that would have dominated like ten years ago, and it also feels like you know just from a strategy standpoint, if we see two of the you know most built out physical guys in the game seeming like they're aligning, let's get that. Let's end that. Right. Quickly. Yes. You know, if, if I'm everybody else, like, let's stop, put a stop to that, you know, as soon as we can. I think it, it uh, you know, we can quibble, but it probably behooves Danny and Brandon to try and reach out to people that it wouldn't seem like they would work with mm. because a bro down alliance like this is going to just draw a lot of heat. Totally. 100%. It's like yeah. the reason that the big bro alliances never work is because you always try it. Like they yeah. always try to get together and it never works, but maybe this time it will. If we ignore one other person, it would be nice to have three instead of two, but they're like, sorry, no shoulders. We're taking Josh. Never met him. He's yeah. with us though. Yeah. Tough, tough stuff for him. Uh, anything else from this episode, guys? I'm going to complain one more time about the sanctuary because <laughs> I complained last year about it. And this time it was actually a reveal. Like it was like, you are not doing a challenge. You're not, there's no prisoner's dilemma here. You are going to the sanctuary. And the sanctuary looks like leftover from uh, Wendell building something <laughs> on the beach, right? Like it's just, it's it's a hut on the beach and I get it, it's Survivor and stuff. But Jason, I want it to be like Rivendell. I want it to be, because whenever Jeff talks about it, he's got a sparkle in his eyes like, ooh, you're going to the sanctuary. <laughs> And, you know, and it's a couple of, you know, it's a different shack. roast beef wraps uh, <laughs> in a hut. Great. It's a sanctuary. I got it's fine. There's a problem. There isn't even a working toilet in there, I don't think. Anyways, <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's we're permanently in in uh, Fiji. So let's let's get that. Let's make it as sexy as tribal council. That's my request. I'm not going to complain it about it. Again. You're actually right. Yeah, you're actually right. They should have a bed they can lay down. I, lo- I love yeah. JD's is going to leave like a three-star Yelp review. Like, <laughs> hey, the food, the wraps were fine. It was fine. But I was expecting a little bit more 
of you know like a, a five star service, higher thread <laughs> count on the on the sheets that we sit on. Uh, considering what we went through, you know, I just think the marketing, it looked better in the photographs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Good if you're nearby. Wouldn't go out of my way. Three yeah. stars. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, a fun episode. Um, weird episode. Any ep- episode that doesn't end with a vote out just seems weird yeah. to me. Um, and also it was a yeah. little weird that Matthew, not weird, but a, a, an interesting choice that he didn't, we didn't see him say goodbye. Like there wasn't the, I mean, we had seen enough Matthew tears. True. During the whole thing, but we we did we only saw it from uh, uh, what's the the where Jeff goes the what what was their tribe you know Carolyn and Tika? Jam Jam Tika that's what it was we there. only see their reaction to it but we don't see Matthew's uh, rea- tribe's reaction where you know it's like oh my god you're yeah and frankly totally. we didn't need it and I was actually grateful for that because. You know, we, we don't need, we've seen enough of this. Like, we, we, he's he's lamented enough. We're all sad that he's leaving. Let's get on with the game. And I did enjoy uh, <laughs> the mixed emotions of like, oh my God, that's so so sad for oh, Matthew. Very but funny. also, yes, I'm safe, you know, like, which is kind of always the case, right? Uh, you know, Tyson was talking about it on his yeah. podcast this morning. It's just like, uh, really hate to see you go out that way, but also, Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Definitely was- weird to end not on a tribal, but I will say, here's what I liked about Matthew exiting off screen. I think that this season has been, from an edit edit standpoint, exemplary in its like reactiveness mm-hmm. to the kind of narrative around survivor editing. The way when when we're heading into that tribal, we think, and, you know, he, it's coming down to which way is Jam Jam going to go, Josh or Carolyn. And then all of a sudden they drop Josh's bio segment. I'm like, oh, fuck, Josh yeah. is going home. Yeah. They, they've done stuff like this a bunch of times throughout this season where they play the thing. They do the edit that in the past might have led people to believe, oh, this person's going home or this person's safe or this per you know, like Sarah in particular, I remember we never got a bio segment for her. So I was yeah. thinking, oh, we might see her for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've been really good at reacting to the way people perceive the edits, past historical edits and Survivor, and doing, doing it in a way that throws people off now. And I thought this, even though I agree with you, weird to not end on a tribal, weird that Matt went off off screen. I think this was really cool in the way that it built suspense and had you guessing right up until the end of of the episode. I thought that was really yeah. really interesting and a, and a great job to the editors this season. I think. Yeah, it's a great point. They they're subverting their own tropes, which makes it fresh and interesting for us. Which uh, you know that's why they're the best in the game, man. That's why they're the best. That's why we're the best. We're gonna take a quick break <laughs> here. When we come back, we're gonna answer some listener questions in tree mail. Back with no buffs. Jason, a couple things I got to ask you about. Nothing to do with uh, Survivor at all, but if I got you on camera, I got to ask you. How you feeling about the Knicks this season? Big win last night. I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, played really well without Julius Randle down the stretch. Um, it's a fun, if at times infuriating team. Uh, I've been really, really, perhaps most excited by the play of, of Jalen Brunson, who's added like a much needed, like headiness to the team. And then just like the evolution of 
Manuel Quickly, who oh. should be starting. I love this guy. Quickly's <laughs> awesome, man. I hate rooting for Nick so hard, but that guy's so cool. Other thing yeah. I had to ask uh, ask you about, Jason, because I've seen some of your tweets. Vanderpump is back, baby. Can you <sighs> believe it? Vanderpump rules as good again? It's a throwback season, and it's really rewarding the people who've been here since day one, like myself. And, you know, as, as a resident of Los Angeles, the, the really cool and interesting and weird thing about it uh, is that, like, here it's like a local story, you know? Like, <laughs> I drive by Schwartz, Schwartz and Sandy's, like, all the time. Is it open yet? It appears to be open. I was <laughs> over there three nights ago. Uh, it's on Franklin, which is right by the UCB theater. I was seeing a show over there and I went by the lights were on the parking lot was packed. It's like right next to like a dog groomer and a, and a laundromat. <laughs> yeah, it appears to be open. I didn't go in, but I am going to try to go in. And, um, I've been following with, uh, with much interest, the, uh, the latest developments in the, in the world of Vanderpump Rules. It's back. It's oh, back, baby. It is, it is so back. You never see a show get their fastball back like that, but man, Vanderpump really did. Cannot wait for the reunion, but for now, let's talk about Survivor again. Let's talk some tree mail here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People been good. Coming through with the questions as usual. Some via email, no dunks at theathletic.com. You can put no buffs in the title. We'll see it. Tweet at us at no dunks inc. We will see it as well. That's where a lot of these come from. First question comes from Tim Q. He says, I've submitted one audition video for Survivor and plan on submitting another. And maybe more. Have any of you submitted audition videos? If so, will you please post them on YouTube? <laughs> Jason, you ever apply for Survivor? No, it's funny. I I was uh, on vacation in Hawaii over the summer, and and uh, we were walking around in this parkland, uh, and you know we were hiking for about twenty minutes through this jungle, beautiful jungle atmosphere. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do Survivor after twenty minutes of walking <laughs> down this path. <laughs> I got it. I can do it. This is what it's like. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. This is this is as hard as it gets. Simple. But I have never, I have never filmed a video, and I would not want to be on. You wouldn't want to be on. I, I it's too crazy. I can't do it. It's too mm. like no, no, thank you. I, I like you're... watching. I'm not. I don't want to drown out. There. I'd be the person that drowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always a first, you know. Yeah. I feel like you'd be perfect. Though. Yeah, man. You know the game so well. They, everybody knows the game. That's a, everybody, everybody, everybody knows the game nowadays, yeah. Everybody knows the game now. Yeah. What about you? You ever make a video? I know because, well, Canadians weren't uh, oh, right, right, weren't right. invited the first, I don't know, 40-some-odd or 30. When was the first Canadian? 36, 37? That's a good question. Uh, but, yeah, I've never – I feel like my wife would kill me if I went on <laughs> leaving for that long. But now it's a shortened game. And now my kids are getting older, so true. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm honestly thinking about it. I feel like uh, I would be. It's sad to me because I would be like an old guy. Like in in that in this oh, day yeah. and age, I would be a really old guy. Like, what's the old the oldest player is not even in forty. Hel- is right? Helen the oldest player or uh, Heidi? Is she the oldest player now? But I mean. Like in the forties is yeah. the oldest at yeah. this point. We would all be the old guy. Yeah, Mike's. Uh, yeah, we would all be the old guy. But uh, fire firefighter Mike was fifty two, wasn't he? Yeah, last season, and I thought he did great. Yeah, he was really good. He kept up the whole time. 
Yeah, he was awesome. But that would be me. I would be I would be Mike. I'm 52. You'd be Mike. I would be Mike, and I'm fine with that. Show these kids a thing or two. Yeah. You would be a beloved fan favorite. You think? I think you would. Mike was? I guess, yeah. You man, away well, with words? Good. Uh, pff, do I? <laughs> well, you got good lines, I think. I think yeah. you got good lines. And oh, my the, God. I the, would... The, you know, like the the meeting of eras, I think would definitely be funny. So many apologies I would have to make, <laughs> at, like to my fellow cast members. Just be, I would trash them in my uh, in my professionals. <laughs> A lot of apologizing I mean? at the reunion. You're saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. be like, I can't believe we gave that guy a million dollars. He. <laughs> he said so much bad shit about us. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was watching with the girls last night, and Ada said to me, "Dad, you kind of look like Jam Jam." Oh, okay. Except he doesn't have wow. the white streak in the middle. I was like, "What? I look like Jam Jam? I don't think I look anything like Jam Jam." But man, that's how I knew. I was like, "You'll be the old guy. You'll yeah. be the old guy if you get on." I have applied. Made a video last year. Uh, got the consult from some Survivor legends. Oh, said it was good. Wasn't mm. good enough. Mm. What was what the was the board. what was the note? What was missing from the man, video? The note was, "You got it all, man. You'd be a great narrator." Huh? I don't know if it's true, but you need that emotional. You need that emotional story. But, I don't got know, a good story right now. Just fucking make some shit up. Like, <laughs> my, my daughter. Uh, my daughter. Uh, <gasps> my is daughter just, thinks I'm a thousand year old man. She'll never respect me until I'm on Survivor. It's her favorite show since she was a baby. And she said, <laughs> I remember the day she looked at me and she said, Dad, why have you never been on Survivor? And I said, and I, said I, what, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I've never tried out. And, and then she said, I will never consider you my father. And so I'm really doing it for her. Wow. And, then you, and all the while you're doing that, you have to be crying. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it sounds good. That is going to definitely be my hook this time around. Playing more is so into, I got to do it for my family. And now I will add in the stuff about uh, a six-year-old threatening to humiliate me and say, yes. you know, I'm no longer her father <laughs> if I don't ever get on Survivor. What was your, what was the location? Like what were, what the, when you, when you filmed it, like where were you? Kitchen. Okay. Kitchen with, oh, yeah. um, with a fiddly fig tree in the background, you know, kind of addressing the camera. <laughs> Kind of like leaning in, really okay. like getting serious yeah. there. Uh, and then I would, uh, you know, there was like, I would mention how we talk about the show or like how we talked about Survivor on the starters, how we do the podcast. Cut to that. Mm. Show you a little clip from that. But then I started thinking, they're not trying to hire producers. No. They don't care if I can cut together something in iMovie. Yeah. I just got to give them the sobs. So apparently the timing <laughs> the of it is more important as well. Owen said, don't even worry about applying right now. Do it in the summer yeah. because they... They go on a break and then come back in August. So that is a key to me. Oh, and Owen's got like the cadence of like production like mapped out. What a <laughs> what a masterful survivor yeah, he nerd he is. Yeah, well, he's stuff. he's he is also a recruiter for Tulane University. That's a good call. So there's so he knows he knows what people are looking for. So yeah, I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna apply. Why not? Right? Why not? For the show. Exactly right. <laughs> Jason will just have to become a permanent co-host. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll do it. Just it's one, fine. just a guy, just a guy gone for a month with no explanation because you can't say anything. <laughs> That's right. I because w- we'll be doing the show while I'm back, and uh, that would be torture. That would, that be, would torture be torture for you guys to come in every day. Can you imagine? Where's JD? 
Well, but I after I'm talking about after oh. it's been filmed and it's been in the can for a year. Oh yeah. And then two of the biggest survivor sickos I know are coming in. Yep, you're like, <laughs> and we're working together. And it's like I can't I can't say anything. Good good basketball game last night, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Hopefully it happens for one of us at some point. Yeah. Next uh, next tree mail question comes to us from Doug G on Twitter. Always active. Always sending in great questions. Thanks, uh, Doug. Doug asks, it feels like a lot of players are more upfront with their strategic thinking. For example, Brandon and Danny talking right in front of Carolyn about wanting to bro down. Carolyn straight up telling Josh she wanted to vote him out. Great scene. Do you think this is a good idea or is it likely to backfire on him? What do you think, J.D.? Oh, I think telling somebody your strategy is always a bad idea, really. I mean, but I guess that's a that's the old school me. There is the shot in the dark. There is all of that that you have to consider. And now there's so many fake and real idols in the game. You just don't know what's going to, like, who has what, when, where. So telling somebody straight out what you're doing is a terrible idea to me. But what... Well, what in what situation would it be a good idea? Yeah, like, it doesn't mm. doesn't usually seem to work out. What do you think, Jason? I think in the in the in the instance of of Caroline, I think it is working for her. She is created this perception of her as someone who doesn't hold back, is unable to kind of rein in her emotional reaction to things, and I think that has allowed her to to make moves kind of below the surface of that. And I think, you know, in in particular with Josh, who is like, you know, out here on one leg anyway, uh, I think it kind of helps her. I think that kind of upfrontness actually helps her because she is so strategic behind the scenes that it, it enhances the perception that everyone else has that they can read Caroline when in actuality they Hmm. can't. So in her particular instance i think it works for her yeah i think you're that is a very good point because she not only convinced him and also said i'm voting for you but this is what you do play the idol so she flushes the idol and then he gets to choose who goes home and it's not her so i mean that is the one instance (laughs) where it worked out you know it is working out and i will also say she has like no heat on her with regards to finding the idol at all. It doesn't seem like anybody's uh, considering her as a suspect right now. So maybe part of the play is like play very much out in the open, but keep a few things to yourself for once and for all. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, we'll see how it plays out, but man, they are pretty flagrant with the strategy right now, especially compared to the last couple of seasons. It felt like people are playing things pretty close to the vest. Yeah. Um, A lot of knowledge, no doubt about idols being out, but, they were rarely played because it seemed like everybody knew where the votes were going. Anyway, exactly. Moving on. Next question from Andrew on Twitter, who asks, Jam Jam is the most entertaining Survivor contestant since whom? Hmm. Who would you put else? Who else would you put on the list for most entertaining Survivor contestants, Jason? Wow. Well, I I think Jam Jam is very entertaining. I personally think Caroline is more entertaining than <laughs> yeah. him in his yeah. own season. But Jam Jam is playing a hell of a game like one could argue that he's playing too hard and we'll see what happens if he makes the merge if he can continue to play that way um and i think he's made a few mistakes but i he is really really fun really really smart 
uh, and really, really personal. But again, I would quibble with most entertaining. I, I do think Caroline is more entertaining in his season. You agree, Jamie? I definitely agree with that. Although Jam Jam is a goddamn delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cool. is just his joie de vie, his his just personality in general. Uh, he knows the game. He loves the game. Uh, he's not the most in-shape guy. Uh, I love that about him because yep. um, that's also going to be me on that beach. Uh, and he's just, he just seems like a wonderful guy and you're exactly right. And we've said this before, uh, you know, Carolyn, she is just one of the most entertaining characters of all time on Survivor. She's got to yeah. be top five. I mean, if Off I had, to, if I had to, you know, in the, the last person that I, that I really wanted to be on screen the whole time was Mike White. That's that okay. he's a guy that I, I, I loved his confessionals. I I just thought he was hilarious. I thought he was a decent player of the game. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you're you're 100 right. I mean, Carolyn is uh, she is the star of the season, no doubt. Which is very fitting because it's a weird, quirky season of quirky, season. quirky people. There there are no cool people on this <laughs> beach at all. There's no where's Yule. There's no Yule. There's no cool Parvati. Yule. There's no, like, they're all sort of nerdy type people, which is great. I'm loving it. Yeah, I think the cool thing is that a very quirky cast, and those characters don't always go very far. Like, Beef Walton was a hilarious character. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Big Beef. (laughs) Yeah, we had Jason Decepcion because of Beef Walton (laughs) once upon a time. But he was a short-lived character on the show because he didn't bring the strategy along with it. I feel like Carolyn and Jam Jam... Both could go decently far. They both seem to be playing the game pretty well. Jam Jam has a great social game. We're seeing Carolyn has uh, a great strategic game and yeah. is playing a social game that throws people off her scent completely. So I don't know. Uh, Mike White went pretty far. Yeah. Tony mm-hmm. Vlacos, I would say as well, was like a super oh, entertaining yeah, yeah. watch and he went really far. Um, so yeah, it's exciting when the entertaining characters also seem to be good players. Yes. So that's cool to watch. Final question from Tree Mail comes from Zach on Twitter. Always a mainstay of the Tree Mail segment. Jamie and Carson appear to now have a powerless idol as they will be on one beach coming next week. Jamie actually has two powerless idols. Zach's question, how would you play a powerless idol, especially since Josh and Carolyn blew up your spot to Brandon and Danny? Because Brandon and Danny do know who has these uh these other idols that are out there how do you play oh my god a fake idol (laughs) in a game full of fake idols yeah exactly uh this is about to get so confusing this is like this is i feel this is how i feel when i'm reading like a mystery novel Mm. because chapter one through five i'm i'm trying to solve the case right and then either i will put the book down and because i've got a headache or i'll just Say, fuck it, I'm just along for the ride here. I'm just going to read. That's what's happening in this season because I've just lost track of who has what. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's brilliant now because Jamie, she knows she has an idol that doesn't work, but she doesn't realize she has another idol that doesn't work. Yeah. She thinks one of them is real. So that's just another, we're going to see her try to play this off as a real idol, the fake one, but also, but keep the fake, the real fake one. (laughs) Under you know under wraps, and then Carson is probably gonna try try the same. So how many fake idols do we have in the show? I don't even know anymore, and I don't care anymore. I'm just along for the ride. 
Take me away, Jeff. Just take me away. Uh, I'm loving it. What do you think, Jason? How would you play a fake idol? I think, like, uh, obviously Tony Vlachos's idols were real, but I, but he brandished his idols without using them yes. in a way that altered the game and 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 did that perhaps the most effectively that we ever ever seen someone do it, where he's like, well, I've got it. I've got it tonight, and I'm ready to use it. You know, And he never had to, but it affected people's decision-making. Yeah, now, totally. it might be a little early in the game for that, but I think if I'm Jamie, you want to cause chaos. Like you want to leave yourself opening to brandishing it, to to letting people know, hey, I'll use this, even though it's not real. And I think why not like why not forge an alliance and give it to somebody also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not give it to somebody and be like, listen, I'm gonna trust you to hold on to this. Uh, but please, like, if I need it, I need you to give it back to me. But like, can you just like hold on to this for, you know, mm -hmm. make something up. Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of moves that you can make brandishing the idol and representing it as real uh, just with a little creativity that go beyond, I think, the the kind of simple, hey, I've got this. I've got a gun in my pocket kind mm -hmm. of thing that Tony did. Yeah. But I would I would try and put it in play. I would try and throw people off with it. I would try and use it to forge relationships. I would try and use it to trick people. I mean, that's exactly what uh, Josh was trying to do. Play this. He just says, <laughs> telling them before they get to tribal council, I'm playing my idol. My idol that you already know is fake, I'm playing it. If this idol doesn't fall apart by the time we get to tribal council, <laughs> I will be playing it. It will do nothing. But I made it. Okay. Uh, you're right. You got to flex the idol, and it's going to be awesome when they're all on the same beach. People are going to start flexing their idols. I got this. I got that. And then they're going to be comparing notes like – Wait, that looks exactly like mine. That one doesn't look like anything. Right. I actually think that Jamie's idol she got from Matthew could be surprisingly powerful because people don't really know about that one. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look like the one looks like that Danny's Brandon played one, or... or that Brandon originally played. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, because he played it originally and went back in. Matthew made it to look the same. <laughs> right. So that's going to be really crazy. <laughs> and the only person who knows it's fake in the first place, he gone. So it should be interesting to see once these people start flexing their fake idols. Who knows what's actually real and if they trust any of it. But, uh, yeah, it definitely feels like we're going to have to get an Owen breakdown when they go onto the same beach of who has what and what actually counts because it is confusing. Yeah, it's crazy. We need a checklist. We need some sort of player's guide or something. A yeah. companion. I guess that's <laughs> supposed to be yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be us. You can check Mike Bloom's Twitter account. Yeah. He's got a nice breakdown of who's got what and what actually happens. But uh, I guess we'll see next week how it actually goes down. We got one more break. Stick around for a little bit more no buffs afterwards. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. 
It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Back with no buffs, we're going to check out our make your picks pool. I don't know about you, JD, but (laughs) I got points last night. Yeah. But at what cost? (laughs) Because I added Matthew to my team. I swapped him in because I knew he was going to cry. I could tell he was going to cry from last week. Oh, man. He cried, but he was also eliminated. So I did move up. I was in the thousands, and now I'm in the – now I'm number 988. Uh, I'm still in the the 1400s. You talked me in to that Matthew would be staying. Crying, yes, but also – I was expecting him to stay. I thought yeah, it was a big yeah. red herring. But I going into no buffs last week, I was like, this guy's going home. He's gonna we're saying bye to him. The whole episode's gonna be about us saying bye to Matthew. I turns out I was right about that, but uh I I voted for I, I said he was he was not going I I voted for other people. Yep. And uh yeah. So I'm in the fourteen hundreds still. I'm looking I'm looking at the leaderboard. Michelle B here. 223 points but number two dan Lindsay, he's got he didn't vote last week hmm. just like the forgot he just didn't he just didn't vote for some reason but he's still <laughs> number happens. two and he had matthew and matthew voted out yeah. obviously so he got points all those crying points all those crying so points. that's keeping him <laughs> on top but dan you got to you gotta swap out your guy. You gotta swap out Matthew if you haven't already. If you haven't used your swap already, you gotta do it. Yeah, we actually got some notes on the Make Your Picks pool. There have been 2,517 advantages played in the pool so far, including one last night played by Michelle, first place. Yeah. In the on the leaderboard, who played a double vote point advantage on Matthew last episode, which got her 20 points. Smart. Because it hinted that he was gonna go home. That is smart. Here's a hint from Make Your Picks as well. The merge is a great time to use a two times point multiplier because everyone who makes the merge gets five points. That's easy points right there. After the merge happens, starting with the next episode, you only get to vote for one person each week. So it's getting a little tougher starting next week. Points will change, but it makes it more important to get your vote out right. Which brings us to next time on Survivor. We gotta drop your buffs. <laughs> but it ain't necessarily a merge. Mergatory. We're talking mergatory. We got Josh calling Jam Jam a snake. Matt <laughs> says, we're playing Survivor with a capital S. Medium capital S, it sounds like. Right. Capital S is full merge. Uh, Jason, when you're looking at this next week's episode, A, can you ever pick who's gonna go out? And B, who do you think is actually gonna be on the bottom when we get everybody together. I, it's impossible. It's impossible to, to make that call from, from this perspective. I have no idea. If I had to guess, you know, I, I would imagine that eventually the Lovebirds, just historically speaking, mm-hmm. a showmance is too dangerous and such an easy vote for everyone. And in those first kind of tenuous kind of moments post-merge, when you're like everybody's looking at each other and you're wondering who to get out, I, it seems like a very easy vote. Um, and so I'm going to say Franny and Matt on the bottom at some point. 
I think that's a good call, especially because Matt, I don't think he can vote yet, right? Like He still can't vote. I think he lost his vote for two tribal councils, and they've only been to one so far. And he has a fake idol. (laughs) (laughs) Tough look for my guy, as somebody I know would say. Uh, JD, who are you looking forward to seeing team up? Once they get there. Well, I'd like to see this Meathead Alliance come to fruition and then also get blown up by Caroline. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. And, you know, Josh lived to see another day, mm-hmm. so he's in – he's somehow – he's in this alliance, you know. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'd like to see – I want to see more Kane. My winner pick. Yeah, okay. I picked him only because he's Canadian, and Canadians have pretty good track record, Jason, <laughs> as you know. Uh, but yeah, let's let's see some. Uh, it's fun. Okay, this very cute. All this geeking out and stuff. But I, you know, Carson, Kane, the nerds, the Revenge yeah. of the Nerds, or whatever you want to call it. That it could be very cool. And I just, I, I just can't wait to see Carolyn in a large merge. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking shit up you know she didn't like being left out when no. it was three people yeah so we'll see what happens if there's yeah. like a group of seven uh that decides to leave her out uh jason thanks so much for joining us who are you feeling good about on survivor like if you had to make i mean you ain't gonna make a winner pick right now but we're five episodes in we got a little bit more information who's looking good um jam jam i like jam jam i like uh i like Caroline, I like Danny. Honestly, like Meathead, but he's got the he's he's got the full package to go a long way in this game. I think he's got a little Tony in him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little silly, but he knows what's going on. And uh, I don't know. He's. I feel like my opinion on him changes every week. At first, I was like, <laughs> this guy's a complete meathead. Now I'm like, this guy's a complete goofball. Now I'm like, 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right, Jason. You were awesome, man. As usual, you got to come back on again sometime. Plug some Absolutely. stuff for us. I know you got your show coming out. Uh, well, it's X-ray, listen to X-Ray Vision wherever you get your podcast. Watch uh, Primo on Amazon Freebie on May 19th. Uh, and and that's it. House of the Dragon podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank nice. you for having me. What's the I Primo elevator pitch? Uh, Mike Shore, who uh, you may know from TV shows like The Office like Parks and Recreation, like The Good Place, has teamed up with four-time New York Times bestseller Shea Serrano to uh, create a sitcom, a single-cam sitcom, based on Shea's life. And it's really, really funny about a a, a single mom of a teenage boy who has five uncles in his life, and they're all pulling him in different directions. And which way will he go? It's good. Sounds great. Amazon Freebie, May 19th. That's primo. I'll be checking it out. I can't wait. Jason, thanks so much again. We'll talk to you soon. JD, incredible job as usual. Thank you. Ashwa, you smashed it over there. Back behind the (laughs) decks instead of at the desk. A great day for you. Back-to-back jacks. Good stuff. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, Back next week. No buffs. I know you and Skeets will be doing the show. I hear a potential guest as well. We shall see how that turns out. We're working on it. There we go. Sounds good. Uh, we got no dinks, likely, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we might do a little pickleball. A possible pickleball, pickleball uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, next week, back with the show, Thursday, after uh, sure. Classic Wednesday night. Hopefully a big mergatory episode. Thank you so much to everybody in the live tribe who tuned in. Thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast later. Subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash no dunks. The tribe 
has spoken. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff.